Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the show. We're so glad to have you today. Guys, I got a little song for you I wrote about being uncomfortable. Please hold your applause until the end. Here's five things to think about before having kids. One is there will never be soap in your shower bins because they squirt it all over the floor and slide around and they think it's awesome <laughs> two there's no toilet in your house that is safe watch it before you sit down or you'll get pee on your honey <laughs> three is they don't brush their teeth like ever or when they should then they <sighs> Right up in your face, dragon breath in your hood. Four might be uncomfortable for you to think about, but at some point you will get poop underneath your fingernail. (laughs) Five is you will never get another great night of sleep cause your munchkin snuck into your bed and now your neck just creeps Guys, that was American Idol material. Could, <laughs> could you fathom this podcast without that? I mean, we'd be like, we have like one listener still. Oh yeah, they might have. They might have hung on. That's purely for y'all's enjoyment. Hey, listen, if if uh, if you're if you're not uncomfortable, uh, beca- listen. This here's the sad truth: is because I've done it. 18, 18 t- no, I've, I've sang that song 18 times already. My <laughs> armpits are sweating <laughs> right now just thinking about having... You're uncomfortable. Baby. Yes. That's, that's good. Awesome. Hey, if, if you're not uncomfortable, have, have some babies. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. That's a, uh, Welcome hey. to the Uncomfortable Truth. Today is Obi's Day, and uh, Brandon's going to open us up in prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you, and we just uh, thank you for your abundant grace, your abundance and your grace, Lord. Um, you... Just uh, amaze us with uh, your patience and your love and your kindness uh, for for your children, Lord. Lord, help us to walk this life uh, on this earth that you've given us in a way that is uh, pleasing to you with every breath we take. Uh, bless this podcast and Obi's topic and uh, let it speak to every ear it touches to want to know you better or to have a relationship with you to begin with, Lord. Thank you for all that you do. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, good morning, everybody, and good evening, good afternoon, whatever whatever time you're listening. Um, first, I want to start us out with the Bible verse of the day. Uh, the Bible verse of the day is Exodus 14, 13. 
It's Exodus 14, 13. Moses is speaking to his people. <clears throat> and in Exodus 14, 13, it says, Fear not, stand firm, and you will see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. I'm going to read that one more time just so everybody gets a clear picture. Exodus 14, 13, Fear not, stand firm, and you will see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. So uh, if there's just a few words in that um, that you know, I'd like for you to hold on throughout this podcast, it's fear not, stand firm, and hold your peace. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about facing your fears. Um, just <clears throat> facing your fears has, has always been um, something that's been tough for me. Um, you know, um, I, can, I can remember just growing up. Um, you know, always being fearful of things. And um, I feel like that it's been on my heart lately, um, more so for my kids, almost, uh, you know, feeling like maybe I, I passed some of that angst down to my kids in some form or fashion, uh, you know, just uh, little things, you know, not now, as, as the older I've gotten, the, the more, I guess, um, severe maybe I guess you could say the any fear that that I may have has has gotten um but also the older that I've gotten the closer that I have become to Jesus and and um the better relationship that I've built with him the more I feel like I've been able to not just overcome but deal with any type of fear um you know so when I when I think about fear everybody probably thinks about something different um I can remember <clears throat> being 10 years old and um, getting smashed with a baseball in the batter's box by probably like three times in one game. Um, and and honestly, from like that point until my senior year, I was worried about getting hit. Um, it, it, affected, it affected my batting, uh, you know, for the rest of my baseball career, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I honestly don't feel like until after I got out of high school did I somewhat overcome the fear of getting hit by the ball while I was batting. Um, I can remember being in fifth grade. We started our, our first little little tykes football program, you know, at our school. And and um, I was a pretty good little athlete when I was young and, and – um, you know, when you're in fifth grade and, and you put on the pads, uh, for those of you that don't know much about football, if you've got any athletic ability at all, most of the time you're going to be one that holds the ball. Um, so I think I probably ran – I was the I was the tailback. I ran the ball probably 40 times a game. <laughs> and, um, and honestly, that whole year, by the end of the year, I didn't want to go to my games. Um, I was fearful of getting hurt. I was fearful that they were going to – now, I probably had like 18 touchdowns too, but at the same time, the, the touchdowns didn't overcome 
the fear of getting smashed in the head every single time I got the Not ball. Not to mention surrounding schools uh, were fronting off 15- and 16-year-old kids as fifth graders. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, honestly, we were playing older kids. Yeah. Um, fifth we, graders had mustaches. Yes, yes. <laughs> we were playing older kids. But, again, you know, I just, I, I'm thinking about fears. You know, I think about fears that, that I had growing up. Um, you know, the older I got – they change, you know, you, you overcome some of those things, but at the same time, um, that fear of getting hurt in football, uh, kept me from playing football the rest of my life in, in like true contact football. Um, you know, I, I would never have admitted that when I was in high school. Um, I would admit, you know, it was, Oh, I want to focus on basketball and baseball. Um, but the fear I, I mean, honestly, um, I, I, I was, like I said, I was, I was, I was a pretty good athlete. I, I feel like I would have probably been one of the uh, better players on the football team if I would have played. Um, and the head coach would call me into his office every, every week or every year before football season. He's like, Oh, you know, you got to play this year, right? You're going to play, right? You know, give, give it a shot. And I'm like, no, not this year, you know? And, and uh, I can remember my freshman year, making the decision that I was going to and making myself sick for the two weeks leading up into it and backing out um, and, and not doing it. So, um, you know, my point behind all of that is not to, you know, point out what a sissy I was growing up um, <laughs> because that's, that's kind of what it feels like talking about it. <clears throat> but, um, you know, more so to talk about how those experiences um, – almost, I guess, build us into who we are today and how they affect the trajectory of our lives. Now, I do believe that the Lord had a plan through that. Um, no you know, I don't, I don't know if uh, I would have broken my neck my junior year in football. I mean, I, I, I like to tell myself that maybe something like um, bad maybe would have come if I would have not done that because it's really tough for me to think, because I love football, yep. you know, and I love playing sports. I love competing. And and so I like to tell myself something like that, uh, even though that may not have anything to do with why the Lord, you know, led me down that path. Um, but I, I've got a lot more that I really want to talk about on fear. Um, you know, I, I do want to get you guys' opinion, you know, on, on a couple things, um, you know, I've been reading this book, and um, the book is called Win the Day. It's by a guy named Mark Batterson, and, and this guy, this book is great. This is really and truly one of the best books that I've read. Um, I, I've just recently became a reader in the last, you know, 18 months, I guess you could say. Uh, before that, I hadn't read a full book in 30 years. Um, but nevertheless, um, in this book, you know, Mark Batterson talks about daily habits that can help your stress and help you accomplish more. And one of these habits he refers to is kissing the wave. Um, in a nutshell, kissing the wave is facing your fears. And basically what I would like to know and, and pass around the room before I, I kind of get into, um, you know, maybe some different ways that, I have learned to face my fears and then also some different ways um, that maybe Mark 
Batterson kind of encourages us to face our fears in his book is, you know, what, what I'm going to pass around the room is how do you guys manage fear in moments of hopelessness or suffering or uncertainty? You know, I mean, ultimately that's kind of when fear sets in, right? You know, when, when things are, when, when we're, when we're suffering, when we get some bad news, you know, um, when we feel like we're not going to make it through a situation, you know, those, those to me are moments of fear. And so, um, you know, whoever wants to jump in, jump in, but how do you manage, how do you manage your fear in, in <clears throat> moments like that? For me, um, and this is something more recent, not from my childhood, which I have a bunch of childhood fears. We could sit here and talk about them all day. Um, however, like, uh, as an adult, um, one of the things uh, that happened to me just in the past year, um, in fact, I uh, pray a little bit over a year ago, uh, I was asked to come in and, and speak uh, to a group of agents um, at, at Texas Farm Bureau and, uh, and, you know, talk a little bit about the success I had had the prior year. And, um, and a lot of the agents that I was going to be talking to were uber successful like I mean these people were way better than me <laughs> and uh, there was about 40 I don't know maybe 40 or 50 people in the room and um, you know um, if you look it up fear of public speaking is like top three and uh, and on top of that whenever you throw in a bunch of senior <laughs> a senior agents you know that have uh, accomplished the world uh, you know <laughs> pretty much uh, inside of this organization, it's very intimidating. And uh, so I, I, and I had to drive down to Polk County, which is down around north of Houston. And um, so I, on my way down there, I was like, I can't believe I'm, I'm about to do this, you know. And uh, so for me, <clears throat> I immediately, of course, turned to prayer, uh, turned to the, to the Lord and, and just pray for strength, um, you know, discernment. And just really just on what topic to talk about. And, and I had prepared a uh, PowerPoint presentation and, and just, you know, kind of got all my, my wits about me. And um, however, but, uh, aside from spiritual and, and turning to God and asking him for strength, um, I, um, I also got on YouTube and started uh, studying people who talk about and who coach public speaking. Um, and, uh, so I turned to people who were there, who have been in that situation and, and, and really, um, just, uh, tried to educate myself on, on what they did in those situations to, to gain some wisdom, you know, and, and how to, um, and, and how that I'm supposed to act walking into this situation. And man, I'll tell you what, um, to this day, uh, I, I feel like that was probably one of my. Uh, I really wish uh, Obi and my wife, <laughs> some people that are uh, that I'm closest to, I wish they would have been there, you know, because um, you know uh, they, um, by the grace of God, I mean, it was a they gave me a, a, a like a standing ovation. I mean, everything was just it was really awesome, and it went really well. And uh, you know, I I struggle in those situations, man. I mean, that was a huge fear of mine, and I, uh, but my immediate. Uh, reaction to any kind of fear in my life is to first go to the Lord and then second, who can I seek 
that's been in the same situation. Who can I seek? Who who can give me some good advice? And uh, sounds like in that situation, you managed your fear through preparation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know. Um, so uh, anyway, it was. Uh, that's just something you know in the past. You that's know, good. fourteen months. So, fear, especially in the time we're living in today, um, you hear that word a lot, and it comes in different words. You know, I'm scared, I'm worried, I'm concerned. Um, you know, and Obi, I love hearing because uh, I've, ex- I've I experienced what you just said about 18 months before your 18 months started of never having read a book in like the past 30 years and becoming a vivacious reader. And I do believe that if you're seeking the right material, okay, which Mark Batterson is, is a pastor and a believer, and he's, I've read a bunch of his books. They're fantastic. You can essentially get mentors and experts from experience that you never meet. Okay, so I think that's one great way to face fears that you haven't been able to articulate is by reading. Right. Okay, and and the Bible's number one. It's the place always. And then I believe you vet the new things you read that aren't in the Bible with the Bible. So you read something from Mark Batterson, and you go, hmm. You go back to the Bible, and you go, okay, I see how that connects. Great. So fear for me uh, is all about, i got another acronym for you, um, Facing what you're challenging, okay? Looking it on, kissing the wave. Executing what you think you need to execute, okay? Adjusting because it's not going to go perfect. And then redoing. And we do that over and over again. All right? And that's how I like it. we I like face the, things. The redoing is, is what um, sticks out to me yeah. the most, yeah. you know? Yeah. And a lot of people think that fear is just going to go away. I'll tell you where and it doesn't go away is when we hide in a corner. Right. You know, it's, and that's what you're saying. You got to get to the point to where you are able to redo and go, I learned from this. Let's go again. Well, you hear, you hear the term face your fear. Mm-hmm. You hear that your whole life. Yeah. You know, I mean, in all of those moments as a child, you know, when I, when I was, <clears throat> fearful mm-hmm. of, of whatever the situation was, I can constantly remember my parents being like, you got to face your fear. You mm-hmm. got to face your fear, you know? And, and, um, and I didn't, mm-hmm. I honestly, I didn't face it. Uh, now I can also, um, you know, Testament to times in my life where I did, mm-hmm. you know, but in those moments, I'm, I'm just thinking about the moments where I didn't grow from it. Oh yeah. I got a question. And this is really, I hope it's very helpful for our listeners. Now, let me just let me just lay this out there for for anyone who doesn't know Obi. Like to me, if I met Obi and we started forming uh, a relationship or a business partnership or anything, fear would not be something that jumped out at me as something he struggled with. Okay, so this is named the uncomfortable truth. And what Obi's telling us is is that we all have things, you know, that nobody sees that we struggle with. I'm curious, is there like a point where you think that came from, or do you think it's just kind of your wiring? Have you really dove into where that came from? Because you don't seem like a person who would have fear sure, to me. Sure. Um, you know, I do think that it's a little bit of a wiring. Uh-huh. wiring. Um, <clears throat> but 
I'm just not a psychologist. I really couldn't tell. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think that it is learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so <clears throat> to, to my next, you know, one of the next points that I want to make is, you know, I, I just told you I'm not a psychologist, but I have, I have researched mm-hmm. uh, stuff that psychologists say and, and, and talk about when it comes to facing your fears. And one of those things is, is that according to psychologists, we are only born with two kinds of fear. So we're born with the fear of loud noises, mm-hmm. and we're born with the fear of falling. And so outside of that, all of our other fear is, un- is, is learned. learned. So, I guess so, that's pretty crazy. So with, with that being said, every, with, with the fact that every fear is learned, that means that any fear can be unlearned. Good point. So, Good. so the, you know, the, the, the next, you know, caveat into that is how do we unlearn our fears, you know? And, and, and so again, this is, you know, I don't feel like that I struggle with fear near as much as I struggled with fear as a child. I feel like that, again, I've, I've grown to overcome that. A lot of that stuff though, I haven't grown to overcome until my relationship with the Lord really started to improve. And, and I I really think that that's by design. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think that anybody that has any experience with overcoming fear is going to tell you that faith is the process of unlearning your fear. And, and um, you know, so 1 John 4.18 says, perfect love cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. So what that says to me is that if you fear God, if you fear the Lord, which we know, Christians know, fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I mean, um, if we fear God, that's the cure for every other fear. Every, every other fear that we could potentially have, possibly have, will ever have, can be overcome through the fear of the Lord. Amen. Uh, because perfect love casts out all fear. And um, so... If, if we know that the cure for fear is fearing God, then, again, building that relationship, um, you know, with the Lord is, is, is kind of where we need to, you know, set our scope. It's where we need to set our eyes, you know. But even in more of a, uh, I guess, more of a relatable concept, you know, is you talked about, uh, you know, when you did your acronym for fear, the R was redo. You know, people, a lot of people fear failure. And, and they think, oh, well, the, the cure, you know, for my fear of failure is success. And that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. I mean, the, the cure for fear of failure is failure in, <laughs> in, in small enough doses that you build up an immunity it's it's like a it's like a vaccine. It's like you're you you're putting some of that virus in your body so that you can develop an immunity to that virus. Dude, you know, preach that's analogy. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 that's how you overcome any fear. 
any fear is overcome through dealing with that fear in small enough doses over time where you develop, you develop that immunity. Um, and so, you know, that's, you, you can't avoid your fears. And, and, uh, for anybody that, that, um, you know, gets anything from this, I, I hope it's, they understand that you can't avoid your fear. You have to face it. You have to expose yourself to it in small enough doses to where you can build up an ability to handle it each time it, it arises. Obi, it just kind of all came to, uh, a clear to picture light. to me to light. Thank you. I was looking for the word you could tell. Um, you know, you started with the verse about Moses. Okay. Moses, and this is, Sean just told his story about the fear of speaking in public. Moses was scared to death to address the Israelites. He, I mean, like I envision him having an, an inability to stand in front of these thousands and thousands of Israelites and tell them what God is speaking to him. So what happens? Here comes Aaron, okay? And and basically, God was frustrated, all right? But he says, use Aaron to help you speak, okay? And I think that's a perfect example of failing forward, okay? Moses didn't want to do that. You know, it was not, in my interpretation of how I process it, Moses was the last person that he, he'd be like, who, me? You want me to lead these people? Right. You want me to speak to these people? And I love that uh, analogy of the vaccine of, you know, the doses of it, of that's how you grow in the Lord. As you go, that's why that 85-year-old man oozes wisdom that we can't understand is because he's failed over and over, and he's gone back to the Lord, and he knows that it's all from the Lord, and he fears. And to me, when you say fear the Lord, that is not a scary thing. That is a loving thing. Right. That is like he wants so much for us to win people to his kingdom that he would be frustrated with us when we are doing stupid things. That's why I think in First John he he correlates that to, you know, um, love. Yeah. You know, perfect love. Perfect love casts out all fear. I you know, know. Um, I, I think you're right, Brandon. I think that the fear of God is is uh, is not. Yeah, it is fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why it's called fearing the Lord, but it's actually love. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, so as we sit here and we talk about fear, I haven't said much because it's it's really not something that I struggle too much with, um, but it has, what I want to do is think about, like, do I really or do I not, like, and be aware of what's going on in my life. And, and I think I've and I don't want to say something just to say something. So I think my entire life I've been um, so maybe somewhat ob oblivious to fear. It just doesn't register typically on my radar. But yesterday I had an issue with work. And so I, I got to thinking about that. And what I think sometimes I may spin fear mm -hmm. as something different, mm -hmm. um, maybe worry or anger, or being sad or upset about a certain thing. So I got to say something. Yeah. I, I don't know where Shane's going with this, but I talked to Shane yesterday uh, a couple times. And the first time I talked to him, I'm, I'm taking an educated guess here that what he's referring to was about the first time we talked about. 
and me knowing Shane as well as I do, there was something different in his voice that he wouldn't call fear. Yeah. But it was wary. Yeah, I was I was fearful. So when breaking that down, something happened in our business. We ordered a uh, we have a landscaping business. We ordered a bunch of flowers, and all these flowers have to go into all our properties, and thousands dollars, thousands of dollars worth of flowers. And when we get them, there's no flowers on them; they're just green, which is not a huge issue. But we just started a new account, and it's our best account. It's our biggest account, and they have to have color before <laughs> they have this big event this weekend. And there's no color. Right. They look like green shrubs. It's just green. Does that have anything to do with all the tents that are set up down the road here? No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, there was some I need some I need some greenhouses to grow our own flowers. But anyways, so we get those and I just go into panic mode because they gotta go in. Flower color has to go in. Well, there's no color. And so um we just start pounding the pavement and you know, spending more money to find flowers that have color on them. The moral of that story is what I think I I process to be anger or uh, being worried, at the end of the day, I believe my biggest fear is letting other people down. Right. And so that is what I... Fear of failure. Fear of failure. Yeah, I do not want to fail. Um, I don't want to let other people down. I don't want to be viewed that way. And so that ate me up until... My wife was like, hey, hold up. Let's pray. Yeah. <laughs> and and set me on a path like, you know what? If if it if we fail, we fail. We're gonna try our hardest not to. We're gonna spend the amount of money that we have to to whatever. Right. To to make it work. But Well, it kinda it kinda makes me think of, about really my next point and last point, um, of what I what I wanted to talk about, you know, in the topic today and um and the reason it brings me to that point is because one of the quotes that I have here is, is um, what, what have you come to teach me? What have you come to teach me through this? Uh, I've heard Courtney say that. We've said that in this podcast many times. Um, you know, you guys talked about it whenever you were stuck on the side of the hill in Broken Bow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what have you come to teach me? And so I feel like when we find ourselves in situations um, like that, you know, like you're talking about, Shane, we get so focused on getting out of that situation mm-hmm. that we fail to get anything out of the situation. Oh, that's good. Oh, man. You know? That's good. And and so... He's on a roll today. He's rolling, <laughs> man. He's like knocking it out of the ballpark. So there, there's nothing wrong with asking God to change our circumstances. And I think it's important that all of our listeners know that there's nothing wrong with asking God to change our circumstances. But his primary objective, his primary goal is to change us. And and so we we get focused on these circumstances, but the Lord is just trying to work in our lives to change us and to form us and mold us into who he wants us to be. So refining. Yeah, it's 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 a refinement exactly. Yeah, that's that's the perfect term. Um and so you know, maybe we need to be asking God, what what have you come to teach me? You know, what what are you going to teach me because Every test becomes a testimony, right? You know, and that testimony is what's going to allow us and help us to overcome our next fear. It's what's going to allow us to overcome that next circumstance and that next worry. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, what I what I pray and hope that our listeners can get out of this is, you know, at the end of the day, we have to f- 
we have to face our own fears. And, yeah. and if we don't own our fears, they're going to own us. And, yeah. and I, I just think it's really important that we recognize that and that we um, figure out how to face those fears because I have done it and not done it. And I'm telling you, when you face it, it's so hard, but there's so much growth and, and you're so much better on the flip side. And so uh, that's why I wanted to talk about it today. I thought it would be a, a helpful topic. I uh, think there's a lot of folks out there suffering and, <clears throat> and struggling with fear right now. Amen. No doubt about it. Um, it's important that people don't, that our listeners, that they don't feel alone whenever it comes to, you know, struggling with fear. Uh, real quick, um, on uh, life, lifehack.org, I just wanted to read the top five. I think it's I like very it. interesting. Top five. Yeah. Um, number one. Um, Fear of failure. Number two is fear of success. And that, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is fear of loss. Number four is fear of being judged. And number five is fear of losing our identity. Hmm. That's good. And a quick question there is, do we think any of those would come from the Lord? Fear of any of that? No, absolutely no. not. And no. I think that goes back to Obi's final point. What, what, did, what am I to learn from you, Lord? And the only way we can do that is slow down and go, Lord, like Courtney said, let's go to him. What are you trying to teach me? Yep. We have to we have to slow down. We have to slow down and think about what's going on around us. How do I feel about this? How am I reacting? How how does God want me to handle this? Like and it's it's easy to say. In those moments of panic, it's very hard. It is very hard. It's very heard, hard to stop. I heard something said yesterday that it really was profound and I may butcher how he said it, but I liked it. I can repeat it for you. It was we were talking on the phone. No, <laughs> oh, sorry, you're not talking yeah, about me. You. Sorry, sorry. Shane does not suffer from humility. Uh, yes, I do. I'm very I'm humble. Just kidding. He said, "How can we think we've got it all figured out when via our brain? When our brain is the same thing that creates the ceilings that we suffer from." It's good. And, wow. And the thing I love about that is, is that. We can't. We will always have a limitation, but God mm-hmm. doesn't. So we have to go outside of our brain and go, Lord, I give it to you. What do you want me to learn? And it may not be the answer we want. It often isn't, but yeah. we will get clarity from that. Thanks for joining us today. Sean, do you have one more thing? No, I was just going to read Exodus 14. Okay, 13, I'll let you. Okay, so yeah, the verse for the day is Exodus 14, 13. Fear not, stand firm, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold up your peace. Amen. Thanks for being here today. We really appreciate you. And uh, think about your your fear, what you're fearful of, and, and process through that and go to the Lord about that. If you would, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. That would tremendously help us uh, reach other more people with the word of Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.